Welcome to the Gay Podcast for Everyone, a podcast where my LGBTQ plus community and our allies can come together in conversation and keep building stronger ones together. Whether you're in the LGBTQ plus fam or you're an ally, welcome. This is the Gay Podcast for Everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to part two of my chat with Lisa Brennan, author of the book, The Auditorium in My Mind, Treasuring My Transgender Child. Lisa's going to give me the inside scoop as to how she went about writing her book. So if you're interested in getting your voice out there, Lisa will undoubtedly inspire you. I think we all have a story to share. We all just need to find the confidence to do it. And Lisa's confidence will no doubt rub off on you. All right, let's get to it. This is my podcasty chat with Lisa Brennan. Okay, so you talked about your friend who had encouraged you to write this book, right? Yes, yes. You were like, no, there's no way I'm going to write it. Or was there something, did he plant a seed and you kind of kept thinking about it and saying, yeah, maybe I will. No, I I totally, I totally meant it when he said, oh, you need to write a book about all this. Because when I wrote that guidebook and letter, there were some people that Mm -hmm. I met with to talk to about it. And he and his wife were one of them. And I met them like Mm -hmm. for margaritas or something and was telling them. And he's like, and I cried. I told the whole story. And he's like, this is an amazing story. You need to share this with people. You're going to write a book. And I was like, there's no way. And time goes by. And then I saw them at some other thing. He's like, did you start your book yet? And I said, ha ha. Yeah, good one. And then uh, the lunch I talked about where he brought books written by independent authors. And then finally, he's like, you know how much you could help people? And then I started slowly thinking about it. And I thought, well, damn, I have a lot of stuff written already, you know, from journaling and research. And I decided that I didn't want to be because you always read about authors being tortured and oh my god I have to get this book done and I thought I do not want that to happen to me so if it does I'll stop writing it so I just made a plan and a deal with myself that uh, no one was home on Saturday mornings my husband worked and that was Deirdre was at college and you know Connor had moved out long ago so on Saturday mornings I would get up get coffee and start typing away for as long as I felt like it and then I would stop and I decided to do it that way because I, I wanted it to be something enjoyable that didn't make me like, oh my God, I hate my life because I have to get up and write again today. <laughs> so I just did that for about a year and then it all, then it all came together. A year. Wow. Yeah. Saturdays wow. for a year. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm thinking two things at once. And the first thing I'm thinking is, was it hard for you to share your story and try not to share Deirdre's story. Cause you mentioned that in your book of like, I'm sharing my story. I'm not sharing her story very purposefully. You know, her story is hers to share. Was that hard? And then I'm also thinking, yay for you to get up every Saturday and do that. I mean, I'm a writer and I have to struggle <laughs> to make that happen. So yeah. the fact that you did it and a lot of writers out there don't, like, congrats to you, but for real. Oh, but thanks. Truly, <laughs> truly. Was it hard for you to share your story without sharing her story? Was that like a, a thing? Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And at the beginning, before I got braver, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to use a pen name. I'm not going to use my real name. I don't want mm-hmm. people to know about us. And then mm-hmm. I changed names. Like Connor was Corey. And I think Deirdre was Daisy or something. And when mm-hmm. I told them that they were both like, what the hell, mom? Put our real names in there. <laughs> and Deirdre was like, no, I love my name. Use my name. And Connor's like, don't call me Corey. Put my name in there. And then as I started going on with it, and I was like, and I was going to have some secret email address too. And then as I got, uh, you know, that was at the very beginning when I was still nervous about everything. Yeah. And then obviously I was like, oh my gosh, who cares? I want people to know. And my kids, Deirdre was cool with it all. And I really, really had to be careful because there were certain things that happened um, that I was like, nope, that's private. And that's her story. And so after I finished 
Connor did a lot of the editing and then I had an actual editor do some of it, but then I um, had Deirdre read it at the end and go, th I said, go through and tell me what, you know, if you don't like anything. And she actually added a couple of things like, well, you could tell them about when this happened, you could tell them about when that happened. So it was very important to me that she was okay with it. Obviously at the beginning, I was like, do you even care if I write a book? I'll use a fake name for you. And she's like, no, t use my name. So that was, it was tricky till I got, I kind of got my groove on after I started writing and I realized that I would have a feeling like, nope, that's too private. That's her story. And I wouldn't wow. share that part. Once you have a, a like the draft, the final draft that you loved, did you have any trepidation or anything of like, what do I do next? Like, how did you go about figuring out how you were going to publish it? Yeah, I was very lucky. My friend's son is a graphic designer. And so I contacted mm -hmm. him about, he lives in Boston, and I contacted him about doing the cover art. And he did three, it was very cool. He did three ideas for me and we got on a Zoom call and he showed me each one. And when I saw the one that I actually used as the cover, I just started crying because it's like a, you know, you can, you can see it there. It's like the rainbow coming up and there's musical notes in it because mm -hmm. the family's so musical and her head's on my shoulder or my head's on her shoulder. I don't know which it is, but I cried and I'm like, that's just beautiful. And then I was like, can you give me some tips on how to, cause he'd written a couple of, he's a photographer and had done some books. And he said, if you would like, we can work out a deal and I will actually get it, get it going for you. So I sent it to him and he put it on Amazon and did everything for me. Oh no, I did it through Lulu. If anybody out there that listens to this is talking mm -hmm. about doing a book, Lulu was awesome because he, he did the, did it on there for me. And then once it's on Lulu for so many weeks, it can automatically go onto Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, it goes to all of them. So he um, actually got mm -hmm. it onto Lulu for me and I didn't have that hard part because I did try at first. I was like, how do I format this? It was going to be the trickiest part of the whole thing but he did all that for me i've so never that was heard good. of lulu yeah. that's interesting yeah it's for it's that's for cool. authors who are interested in self-publishing and it's not that well known but the good part about it is like i said once it's on, i think it was six weeks once it's on there if you ask them it goes right over to amazon and then it, i didn't even ask and it went to barnes and noble and it just kind of that that kind of got everything going that's really cool yeah it's a really neat site through that one connection I mean, that really kind of changed things, I guess, right? It, like it, it didn't did. make I was... it as difficult as it's because I would just automatically go, I don't know how to publish a book. I don't even know. I would Google, you know, how do I yes. do this? And yes. I'd probably have a ton of hurdles in between. I mean, most people probably do, even for yeah. trying to self publish, yeah. you know, you're just trying to figure out how do I navigate my way through this? Yeah, I was so lucky because I was Googling and trying to read about it. And I mm -hmm. was out with a person, his name's Matt, that did the cover art. And I was out with his mom having a drink or something and telling her all about the book. And I said, I got to think of, um, you know, what kind of, I said, if I do it on Amazon, they give you ideas for covers. And all of a sudden she's like, no, here, you're calling Matt <laughs> and about the cover. And then I did. And then he just expanded it because I think it is kind of hard. My sister has done several photography and poetry books and she's done them on Amazon herself. But I don't know. I was lucky not to have to. So I imagine that with the response that you've gotten from your book and when you do speaking engagements or any events like that, I'm sure that you've made these new connections with people. Do you have plans to write another book or has it spurred any like idea of something else you want to write? Or are you kind of like, nope, 
I'm good yeah, at just speaking. I, I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think a lot about writing another book. I do enjoy the speaking and going to, you know, if a friend has someone um, that has a, a trans member of their family or, or a friend of a friend, the number's just given out a lot. And I really enjoy that. I would think about doing an, an you know, an article. If there was an article needed for uh, an LGBTQ magazine or something, I would, I would definitely do mm-hmm. that. But I don't picture doing a whole other book, but who knows? But yeah, I'd be happy to do, maybe I, I think about articles in my head a lot of times that I would maybe like to get published. That's a great idea. Have you ever thought yeah. about blog posting and doing something like that? Yeah, I have. I don't know if I would keep it up well. I don't know. It seems like yeah. it would be, I would, I'd probably be like, okay, I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> I don't know, but it might be, you know, I I, th- I like to read no. blogs. So yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I'm trying to get my blog like going. Can't remember the last time I wrote a blog blog post and trying to get better at it. But yeah. just the process of creating the blog has been daunting for me. Like yeah. WordPress.org is where what I've gone through. And back in the day, I mean, like 20 years ago, it was easy breezy to me. And now it's very daunting. It took me hours to figure out what I was doing. Yeah. So, you know, I have that just the, the age hurdle, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just yeah. trying to figure Same out what here. I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just intrigued by the fact that you had the confidence to do it because there are people, I'm telling you, me included, who say, Yeah, I want to write a book. And then you just don't. Yeah. You know, the fact that you were like, I have something to say. I want to share my story. I'm going to share my story. And you did. Like, that's a huge accomplishment. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think that I, uh, part of it, I was just like this, I got to do what I can to make the world a better place for my daughter and for trans and LGBTQ people. But I also think it was, I told the story so often, you know, to different friends, I would go into great detail. There was some really cool and really difficult and interesting things that happened at the beginning that I'd share with friends. And then I was like, what if I had it all in a book? So the next time somebody's like, oh, well, tell us how it happened. I just hand them the book, (laughs) you know? Um, So it was, it it just kind of, just kind of worked for me. Well, a last question here, I guess, uh, on this little mini part of the episode is who are the voices that you're following? Maybe social media, maybe it's somebody that you've met while you're speaking or what have you that you're that are totally lighting you up, that you're really excited about, that you're following or that you just think we should be listening to also. Yeah, there's several. The One of the things I did uh, when Deirdre first came out, like I said, that I was looking for, you know, healthy, happy trans people. I just started researching and I looked on online and obviously Laverne Cox. I started following following oh, yes. her. She's just amazing and she's getting more and more amazing. And then um, I watched the show Pose, which is trans yes. women of color, basically amazing. And so MJ yeah. Rodriguez, Kayla mm-hmm. J, she played Blanca in that. And I follow her because she is on fire now. She can sing, dance, not just act. She's the first Golden Globe trans. I think it was, was it a Golden Globe or an Oscar? I can't remember, but she's the first trans woman to ever receive one. I think it's a Golden Globe. Yeah. It was a Golden Globe. Yeah. And she, I mean, talk about difficult being trans, but trans women of color face so much even more. And she's just, all of those women on that show are just on fire. She's doing, she does a Lexus commercial now. She does jockey underwear. She's just everywhere. And it's just so impressive to me how hard she worked to get there. So I love looking at her stuff. And then there's just a fun one. This, this trans girl called 
Dylan Mul- Mulvaney. I don't know if I even have that right. I just started mm-hmm. following her and she does kind of, she's got like millions of followers now and she does just basically has been recording her whole transition and she calls it 365 days of girlhood. And she was a Broadway actor prior to this. So she sings and dances and fixes herself up. I'm going to look it up really quick for you. Yeah. She actually has um, her 365th day of girlhood is coming up in March and she has this whole show she's going to do and all the money going towards it goes to the Trevor Project which is uh, mm-hmm. with LGBT young suicide. She's got 1.7 million followers so it's Dylan Mulvaney M-U-L-V-A-N-E-Y she just has taken us all step by step on her journey and she's taken a lot of slack for it because people are like why are you out in the open showing this but i think it's helping trans people so much just to see her yeah doing it plus she's super goofy and fun so she's fun to watch wow awesome. I'm going to check her out. I love Pose. Good. I love Pose. I'm obsessed. Isn't that with. great? Yeah. Pose. I started yes. following all of them. I mean, the storyline was just good. And yeah, I think the uh, lady who played Blanca was my favorite. She's one of my favorite yeah. people to follow now. Awesome. Hey, thank you again for taking the time to share all this with me. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate it, really. Well, thank you. And what you're doing is great, too. I mean, you are really helping people. You're getting conversations started. You're having people on to um, allies, advocates to, you know, make a difference in the world. So I I really thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that, Lisa. I really do. Thanks. Yeah. I enjoyed um, it. I enjoyed it. It I, was fun. I appreciate yeah. it. And good luck to Deirdre, you know. Thank you. Getting her apartment and all yeah. that good stuff. And I'm just so glad that there's people out there who are not just giving her a hope of what things look like, but you and your family, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's awesome. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. If you liked today's episode, please share it with someone who will get value from it as well. And please head to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so that our LGBTQ plus community and friends can find it. Thanks again, everyone. Until next time.